With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, David. Hey, Phil. You know what? I, I love uh, talking to the people. I love it in, in my show. I know you love it as you're inherently an interviewer. And uh, so this is our, I believe, second call-in show today. This is. And it's in our top two. Already. It's in our top two. And uh, we're taking phone calls. Uh, we put out a little uh, blast on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So if you're listening to this, don't call in now. you got to call in when you see the uh, notice that we are taping calls. But, so th- but also, feel free in between. Tweet us questions. True. You know, write us at... Uh, Apple Podcast, right in your review, you can add a question. I read every review. You do, especially the ones that are anti me. How are we doing? We're doing pretty well. Oh, we, that's good. We, we're doing pretty well. You're doing extremely well. I am. Uh, and occasionally, there's a, enough of the other guy, which no, you know. But those are those. But are that's family. just from your wife. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Call in time. Let's spill the beans, chew the fat, food for thought, and jokes on tap. Talking with our mouths full, having fun. A piece of cake and humble pie, serving up a slice of life. Leave the dressing on the side, it's naked lunch. Clothing optional. Come on in, caller number one. Oh, my name is Chris Rosetti from San Francisco. Oh, wow. Chris Rosa, I know this person. Chris, you're terrific. You you have been so loyal and wonderful and creative that Chris may, has made little promo videos for the last couple of years. For somebody fee Phil? Yes, without us ever having talked. And they're so good that I will repost them because he's so fantastic. Is this the first conversation? I think so, right, Chris? Yeah, because of the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a radio personality in San Francisco? I knew that right away with that yes, voice with that of his. velvety voice. Actually, it's interesting. I have been told all my life you should be in radio, and I've never worked one paid full day in radio in my life. But you do voiceovers. Yes, I do voiceovers. That's work. it. Okay. And... Uh, and I'm around radio, and I'm around broadcasting, and I'm still a 67-year-old community college uh, student studying radio and broadcasting, believe it or not. Well, I think anyone listening to you right now is going to put you on the radio, as we just have. Thank you so much. Hey. How are you doing today? 
doing really, really good. I want to thank you and David for this great program. Oh, and, uh, thanks. You inspired me to start my own podcast. Oh. And I have tens of listeners, tens of listeners. So do we. <laughs> uh, can I ask you a quick question? Though? Of course. Um, of all the wonderful things that your brother Richard has put you through. Goodbye, Chris. What is your... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. I should have mentioned the... Brought up the R the word. The R word, yes. Uh, Richard. But what what is the most uh, hideous, terrible, uh, despicable thing he's made you done? And second part of the question is this. Could you possibly, possibly make a video game of all the adventures uh, he's put you through? You could be actual video character in Richard's world. <laughs> that sounds funny. Uh, I'm sure he would love playing that game over and over. <laughs> uh, the worst thing might be the the race car in uh, Austin on the Formula One mm. track. That really yeah. uh, was traumatic for me. I know it was looks, that, was that I know worse it than all the funny, water but but was it worse than all the water adventures? Oh yeah, I hate I I I hate all of it. But after I do it, don't tell him I said this, but he's usually right about pushing me out of my comfort zone a little. Because that's you what you get from these experiences is first of all, they're they're never quite as bad as as you imagine them to be. Uh except for that race car. That was terrible. But but um you feel proud that you've done it, that you live through it, and you realize something about yourself that you can do things. You know what I mean? Because I'm not that guy. I really am not. I'm not an adventurer. But the the longer the show has gone on, you can't help but getting more adventurous because, you, you know, the great fear is the unknown. And now a lot of things in life are more known to me. So I'm not as afraid. I still don't like getting wet, really. <laughs> but so, so I it's do kinda, it. It's kind of like marriage. It's kind of like marriage, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know, that does get scarier as it goes on. <laughs> <laughs> for them, not for us. For my wife. Yes. yes. Uh, Chris. Well, well, final question. Thank you for the time. Um, have you found the perfect French fry yet? And uh, oh, thank you so much goodness. for your time. Oh, yes. There's a, there's a steakhouse here in LA called Matu, and it's a new kind of steakhouse. Oh, my yes, God. we love that. And it's it's uh, grass-fed Wagyu beef. So it's actually, believe it or not, kind of healthy for you. And they make, I think, the best French fry that I've had. Can I say something about this place? Yes. It also might be the greatest gourmet meal that's kind of a bargain <laughs> I it, think so. It feels yes. like you're getting, yes. you know, you don't feel fleeced. You feel... No, no, they're, they're, it's a wonderful place. Before we go, Chris, I love your voice so much. Could you say, you don't have to, but we'll, we'll pay you uh, in joy, not in... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm reading your Twitter, and I know you... In Nachis. You, we'll now, pay you in Nachis. Nachis and Kvelling. Or, <laughs> uh, can you say, naked lunch, the hosts are dressed, but the conversation is naked. Naked lunch, where the hosts are dressed, but the conversation is naked. Wow, that's that very is super seductive. professional. Yes, very sexy. like I, our podcast. I got a little excited. Very, I have to say, Chris. thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> that was an honor. Hey guys. Hi. 
How you doing? We're great. This We're is, happy uh, to talk Nick, to you. Awesome. Uh, this is Anthony Collin from Plymouth, Massachusetts. Great. That sounds very American, very uh, beautiful part of the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm about two miles from Plymouth Rock, so good to, good to talk to you guys. Yes. Just out of curiosity, you're, I know Phil, obviously, you're taking on your second life of food, and, oh, maybe it was your first life, you know, and now you got, you know, then you took a break with Raymond, and now you're doing, uh, now you're doing this, you know, great show on, on Netflix, which I love, my family loves, so I was curious all your favorite barbecue meals or recipes or ideas, things oh, like that. that's nice. Well, that is a nice thing to ask about. I am a very simple man. I love a hot dog. I love a hamburger. Yeah. If somebody makes, <laughs> I like it. If somebody throws a steak or a chicken on the grill, this is already fancy. And I love all the accoutrements. Yep. I love the coleslaw, the potato salad, the beer, the soda. Every, I love it. I love it all. And Anthony, it's interesting because... Yep. You mentioned the hot dog, Phil. Yeah. You, like on our show, we've had some hot dog related That's right. moments. Uh, we went to Pink's. <laughs> we discussed In a nice our- way, he means. <laughs> yes, in a, in a, exactly. Not in a uh, cancellation hot dog pork way. But uh, uh, you actually said something to me about your love of the hot dog recently. And it was, then I saw, I saw some article. The yeah. hot dog is in. Like, is that right? Like, like, like now it's making a comeback, you think? Huge. Did it, it was, ever leave? I don't think it's ever disappeared, but it does. Like you told me, I remember like five, ten years ago, you were like, you said Middle Eastern falafel, Israeli yeah. food is in, is going to be yeah. everywhere. Yes. And then literally I just like, you know, cut to like a couple of years later, I'm in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and yeah. everyone is talking about falafel. And, and yeah. It, there's something about this Israeli cuisine, which is an amalgam of all the food of the region, really. And it's just yeah. taken over everywhere. You can get them, you know, in every country on earth now. It's, it's, it's first of all, it's healthier than the usual uh, fast food stuff. But it is still a type of fast food. Absolutely. And, and it, it's absolutely delicious. Uh, but that wasn't your question. What's your, what are your favorite uh, treats? You know, I like, I mean, I'm a big hamburger guy. I mean, it's hard to go wrong with yes, with, with just a burger. And, and I got to be honest, I haven't had a hot dog in, in a couple of years, probably. I don't know. I saw a, a bad YouTube video a couple of years ago about how they were made and, yes. and you know, had one since. Although I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get over that at some point. It's too American not to, you not know what, to have though? one. If but you, I just, there, some are better than others, just like everything. You can get a really crappy burger too, right? But. Yep. It's true. It's a very good point. You don't yep. want. I, I think you saw the same video I saw with the pink slime. Yes. Yeah, oh God. Disgusting. It, it was like a three a.m. YouTube rabbit hole. Yes. One night. No. That's and awful. I just don't know how I came across it. And it's this. Yeah, and I just was, it's this filler, ugh. right? That that is in a lot of the fast food in the world. But there are gourmet, artisanally made burgers, and there are artisanally made frankfurters as well. Yep. And and you can go as high or low on the food chain as you want in these things. <laughs> the right bun, of course, is also very important. It's half it's half the thing. I always say the bun is the mm-hmm. the bread That's is true. half the sandwich, so it's very important. Uh, Anthony, what, what you put on it too, of course. Um, Anthony, your uh yeah. your fa- is it a, your whole family is a f- are fans of somebody feed Phil? Is that right? The family, yes, fam, family is fans of somebody feed Phil. I've watched it too. I'll admit, I'm 
uh, more of a Raymond legacy guy. I've watched Raymond for 20, 25 years. Well, that's so, very nice. I still nice. watch it, you know, every couple of nights. So, you know, that's how I came across Phil. And, and my family watched it, too. You know, particularly my grandparents and parents, aunts, uncles all loved it. And then, you know, my mom stumbled across Somebody Feed Phil during the pandemic, which I think is how a lot of people found it as well. Like, I've I heard it this. before that, but... You know, it's, people were just at home and doing nothing for, you know, several months. And what a great way to sort of disconnect from yeah, that awful reality of spring, summer 2020 and go on an adventure with Phil and, you know, learn some food ideas along the way to and see the world. I mean, it was the perfect kind of hodgepodge of, of everything uh, that's great about life. So, uh, so yeah, they like that. But you know, we still like over the holidays, we always watch all like the holiday Raymonds together, like the Thanksgiving ones and the Christmas ones and stuff like that. So it still brings us together. That's how I first came across Phil a long, long time ago. So, well, this is the and nicest, I, I uh, the nicest call yeah. ever. Thank you. Likewise, I appreciate it. And hope to see you too at the next Austin TV festival as well. I oh, love that. Live lived down there for a long time as well. So, um, yeah, I spend my summers up here. This is my hometown. So hopefully, see you in the future there. Wonderful. You take care. My name's Marianne, and I'm calling from Boca Raton, Florida. We're escaping from the heat, so we're oh. just in front of our computer. Yeah, That's how it. hot is it there today? It was 105 on the heat. Uh, too hot back. and humid, too, right? Hot and humid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for you today? Well, I don't know. Uh, am I just asking questions? You can. You could say whatever you want. You can tell us someplace that Phil should go in Boca for for a good meal. Or a good time. Where to go in Boca for a good meal? Yeah. An early I'm bird unhappy. special, maybe, something, you know, for fit, befitting his uh, station <laughs> in the world. not too much. I'm, Freddie Roman used I'm to say that's the state Detroit. bird, the early bird <laughs> of That's a great joke. <laughs> Freddie Roman, a great comedian, made yes. that joke. Say it again because it was so good. The, the state bird of Florida is the early bird. Uh, and that <laughs> Freddie was the father of a great friend of Phil's and, and mine. Yes. Uh, Freddie, uh, my favorite joke of Freddie Roman's was when, when my family saw the act, they changed their name to Kirschenbaum. <laughs> the, uh, I, I saw a lot of my... The great comedy, my comedy introduction was going to see comedians in Miami Beach and that area. It's like, I think tons of the great comedians ended up in Boca. Sort Jackie of, Gleason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and they changed the name of that theater. Isn't I that love fair? that. I love that show so much. The, yeah. The Jackie yeah, Gleason Variety Show. Brilliant. Yeah, I was born after the Honeymooners, but the Variety Show was oh. And and that's what I would watch. And then uh, because I loved him and the variety show so much, I then saw the reruns of The Honeymooners. That became my favorite sitcom. When I met uh, Tom Hanks the first time, yeah. I made him tell me 18 stories about the movie Nothing in Common. Yeah. Because weirdly, that movie is one of the most yeah. emotional movies Jackie I've ever seen. Jackie Gleason played his dad. Jackie Gleason played his dad, and I feel like he was playing my dad, yeah. who was a salesman. Yeah, yeah. My dad was like a successful version yeah. of, more successful version of what Jackie Gleason was in that movie, but I think that's an amazing performance. I gotta like, see it. Oh, I, you've I never seen I, it? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, you gotta and see I, it. And I'm a fan of both of them, and I don't know why. That I guess I, I just missed it because of my age or whatever, uh, but I'll I'll watch it now. In fact, goodbye.
<laughs> While we're talking movies for one second, if it's okay with you, can I ask you, we lost sure. another friend of yours today, a great director, uh, groundbreaking director, William Friedkin. Uh, I met him a few times. I got to take my father-in-law here to see The Exorcist with William Friedkin introducing it and talking about it. What what did he mean to you as a, you know, you, you have a long love of film. How important was he in your uh, film life? Well, the, the, just to name a couple of his great movies, The Exorcist, of course, was a wild sensation. You know, it was, it was the Jaws of its time, right? Which was only two years before Jaws came out, but it was created such a wild sensation. It was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. I was 13 when it came out. And my, I, when I saw people going crazy wild in the theaters, people passing out, people running out of the theaters in fear, people throwing up. When you're 13, you go, I got to see that. <laughs> I got to see that movie. How can a movie do that to people? And I used to bother my parents. I want to see it. You're not seeing that movie. They would say, this is not a movie for you. And I would not leave them alone. And finally, my mother said, if you read the book, you can see the movie. That was, that was an effort to get me to read instead yeah. of just watching TV and going to movies. So my friend Stu Goodman and I had a pact with our parents that if we read the book, we could go see the R-rated movie. And we read it. And I'll tell you, I was scared to death reading that book. That book is really one of the scariest books ever. And, but because I had a pact with Stu, I now couldn't say that I'm too scared now to go to the movie. But I was. But I went. And I think he was scared too. And we went in. And it was terrifying, especially the beginning in the hospital, right? which was a, a real, you know, they, they, there's blood coming out of her neck. They stick a needle in her neck to get find out what the hell's wrong with this girl. Well, hell turns out to be wrong with this girl. Anyway, I, I, I couldn't. And thank God, it actually, when you see the visu visualization of the devil in, in the, the girl, it's not... As 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 effective and great as that as it is, it couldn't compete with what was in my mind from reading the book. So it was actually a relief to see it. It's and, and when you, I've seen it now many times, and it's such a masterpiece, and it's so well done. And it, of course, when you're a parent yourself, it has a whole other right. effect on you. Do anything to save your kid, right? Right. You don't have that empathy when you're. 13 and just looking for kicks and looking for someone to pass out or throw up in the theater. <laughs> but that was great. French Connection, of course, is one of the best movies ever made. He has a lesser known film that I think is just as good called Sorcerer, which is a kind of a remake of The Wages of Fear, which is a uh, foreign uh, film. You know, no CGI. They're filming in the jungle. There, there's a there's a giant truck on a very shaky rope bridge, you know, scene in the middle of a storm. You can't believe the filming that he was able to do. He was an absolute genius. And then, you know, I came to Hollywood 33 years ago, got to meet him, and we became really good friends. And I love him. He married Sherry Lansing, the first uh, female, female studio, executive. studio executive. She Brilliant. was in Paramount. They had a gorgeous, beautiful relationship. I love Sherry so much. I love Billy. 
I mean, he was warm and funny and great and hilarious and, and, and had so many stories. Uh, boy, I wish, I wish you all could have been here at the couple of movie nights that we had where he, you know, we watched the French connection with him and he told stories. We watched the exorcist with him. You were there and he told stories. He, what an amazing life and what a great, great guy. Uh, was the, did that have anything to do with what you wanted to talk about, dear? Because I just, I guess I got on a little tangent about no, Billy. No, it's my fault. <laughs> Are you still there? I'm here. I'm oh. here. This is just fascinating. Oh, Thank thanks. you. She's in Miami in the heat. I'm a... trying to, or in Boca Raton, we're <laughs> yes. trying to keep her something cool and relaxing. Yeah. Well, thanks for indulging so me. So I do... I, I do have a if you if you're finished I don't I don't want to interrupt you. Aren't you, so. you I'm nice? Sorry. No, I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. So oh. I, my husband and I did meet you at the Parker Playhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, when nice. You just passed through. Nice. And my husband was the little Italian guy who gave you a CD. Desissimo, Todi Viola. Wow. Do you know how many little Italian guys so, give me CDs? I know. <laughs> <laughs> So I was more I was more interested in in David David's feedback since he's a more music guy not more I I shouldn't say yeah I guess he is right David did I did, did I bring that guy. CD you did not home bring to me you? that CD but if you uh, can you t can I find his music online I promise you if you give me a name I will check it out you can his website is his website has been down for a week but he's on Spotify and um, and his name is. T O T Y Toady, like Tony with a T. Okay, Toady. Viola, like the instrument. That is a rather Italian name, Tony Viola. <laughs> uh, it's, I, it's actually Salvatore, but they, they he was nicknamed Toady from his kids. Most of my favorite singers are Italian. Uh, my huh. I was raised by a dad who. My first memories of music are my dad playing Sinatra over and over again. And one of the greatest things that ever uh -huh. happened to me was when I moved out here, uh, I didn't drive until I got here. And I drove to Vegas uh, and saw Sinatra every weekend I could because I didn't have any friends. I hadn't met my wife. I didn't have anything to do. So I said, <laughs> well, I'm going to go see Frank Sinatra. That's the thing I can do before I die. And uh, as a result of that, Frank Sinatra's uh, people called and said, uh, Frank heard there's a Rolling Stone writer who comes to see him all the time, and he goes, "Would you write the liner notes for wow. his duets record?" Wow! And on that record, wow. if you listen to that record, which I'm sure your husband is probably has that record in the collection, I mentioned my father in those notes. And uh, years later, when my father passed, he was in Boca Raton at a, uh, uh, you know, a facility taking care of him. And I was visiting him. My brother and I would come down to my sister and we took care of him. But one night uh, I came in and the nurse said, your father told me a whole story that you mentioned him on a Sinatra record. And like that was so, so one of his dying thoughts that one of the last things I ever heard was a nurse telling me, he said, he was so thrilled that you had mentioned him on oh. that. So I always think there's no, uh, I couldn't repay him for any of the millions of things like college that hey, he and my mom paid uh, for and did. But that was as close as I ever got was thanks to an Italian singer. So I will listen to your husband, and I bet I love him. Thank Maybe you. not as much as Thank you, you but I love him. A quick note, Tony Viola is a guitar player, and David listened and says he loves him.
Here's a taste of the musical stylings of Tony Viola. And then my nice? one question for Phil yeah. is we are actually going to Florence. We're going to see, uh, we're going to stop in at Solo Chicha, uh, Dario Cicchini's place. And just wondering if you have any offbeat um, little place that you would recommend well, in Florence if you, if outside you, if of you, that area. If you go on uh, YouTube, you'll see the episode of I'll Have What Phil's Having. Uh, the first six episodes are now on YouTube from the PBS series. Okay. And look for the one okay. called Italy. The very first place okay. I go in that episode is my favorite gelato in the world. And it's called Vivoli. Okay. And like awesome. I say in the show, I want you to go your first day that you're in Florence. Because you're, you okay. are going to go every day. As soon as you taste it, you're going to go every day. And if you don't go the first day, you're going to be sorry that you missed a day. I okay. went there at right. Phil's recommendation like five, six years ago, whenever it was with my family. And it is a scene. Thanks in part to Phil. People go it nuts. It was a scene before it me. Is, it's It'll be a scene after me. It's but so good. They were so nice to me because I, I said, <laughs> oh, I know Phil. And they were like, good. Do you want to stay? Do you want to cut the line? Do you want to sleep no, on our no. floor? Oh, my God. They were very welcoming. <laughs> It is where it is worth the tra- it is worth the wait. I will say. Okay. The whole city Thanks is for the in, it's a knockout of a city. It is one of the best in the world. They got art too, apparently. Apparently. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really and, enjoy you guys. You're a lot of fun. Listen, thanks for listening. Not just uh, always, but especially today. You listen to us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank Have a you. great one. Thank you. You too. David, David, pay attention. At all times. We're driven by the search for better, right? But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't the search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates and fast. Ditch the busy work, people. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed is such a positive word. I love saying it. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Naked Lunch will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Just go to Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, oh, Phil, this is Miguel. We actually met a couple of times with Monica at the Farmer's Market on Sunday. Ah, um, hi. How are you? I um, love you guys. I just want to say we met a couple of times playing... Uh, I played music for Music Cares and a couple of times for the benefits that you worked with. David, oh, how cool. Uh, yes, uh, which ones did you Yeah, do? which ones did you work in? Any highlights that you remember? Because all of them are so great. They are the best. Uh, the Cheryl, uh, I played once with Cheryl Crow for, maybe it was the James Taylor one. It's kind oh. of all of a blur. The Carol King one was amazing because I got a chance to play her piano, actually. And... Um, just in rehearsals, just to sit at the same piano was pretty exciting. So you play keyboards, but guitar and, and piano. Yep, great. And um, I actually uh, we met talking about uh, Rick Murata. He was someone. That yes, we had in was common. I complaining about him? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, when we met at the farmers market, I kind of was, and I was afraid that I had offended you because uh, he was being a little bit curmudgeonly one day, and I mentioned it, and you're like, one mm. day. He's a born yes. curmudgeon. That's his. The body at rest is curmudgeon with him. He is. He, but so one of my, he's so one of my funny. favorite people in the world. He. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard uh, the Rick Marotta episode of our show, I, I I recommend it. It's our special Naked Lunch music episode. He was on, and Cheryl Crow, who you played with. Yeah. We have a whole episode with Cheryl that people should check out. She's one of she's one of the first people I met in L.A. and it's been all been downhill since then. But you you must be a, <laughs> as soon as you met me. You you have got to be a world class musician to be playing in that company. You uh, is this what you've made your living doing? Yes, yes, for sure. I make a living as a composer. And um, what's your full name? Uh, it's Miguel Esqualia. All right, people, look for that name next time you need uh, music. Yes, we like music. Yes. In fact, listen to our theme song and beat it, and then we can, <laughs> uh, you know, we can. Uh, we, we, we yeah, because we're looking to fire Brad Paisley. Yeah, Brad Paisley. Who is he? <laughs> well, that guy. That's a perfect piece. Actually, I was playing guitar along to the on hold music for the Zoom that w- that plays. While Play you're a little. Hold. Give us a little. And, uh, I don't know if the quality is going to be good because I'm on. Um, Listen to us. Do you sense any quality? Have you heard the Play podcast? The, yes. Play a little something. <laughs> so it was going. We're basically repeating that part over and over like most folk music does. I think that's a hit. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, it definitely you, is. 
is lovable. Can you anyway, play? Can um, you I, play calling... I have a question. We have a guest coming later today, and I was watching his movie, and at the end of the episode, they played Classical Gas. Do you remember the song Classical Gas? Well, you can't be a guitarist and not. Ooh, I love this song. You love this, Phil? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Wow, yeah. you are good. The we, answer is yes. Well, we're honored to talk to you again, and to and to uh, for, that you to call in. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And the reason why I was calling was to ask you guys. Oh, first question. of all, to tell you. Yeah, I have a quick question. I absolutely love you guys. Appreciate what you did during uh, the last couple of years. You know, quite seriously, you know, the tone of the piece. Uh, you know, feel your parents. Um, oh, thank you. It, just, it touched everyone's heart, you know, genuinely. It, it did. Thank um, you. But also, um, the episode, I, I can't remember where you are, if it's Indonesia, where the elephant's ear slaps you, almost knocks you down. It's the, it was in, in, uh, in Chiang Mai, in uh, Thailand. And I got oh a little too familiar with the elephants, and I, I, I almost got crushed between two of them when I was walking with them. So I started to back out. And I got just behind one of them, and he swatted me in the head with his tail. And we, the camera oh, just happened to be in the perfect place. It's, it's my brother's favorite thing in the world that I got hit by an I, elephant. Yeah. My six-year-old niece, when we watched it, we just kept rewinding. <laughs> we just love it. <laughs> so cute. You and Richard. Yes, that's, that's right. Phil's brother anyway, does that well. Yeah. I want to let you know or see if you knew of a place in town on Washington called Spaccio. The Spaccio brothers, are you familiar? I am not. Do tell. Okay. These are the two brothers that were importing truffles into all the Los Angeles... I'm sure Nancy knows about them. All the Los Angeles um, restaurants. Yeah. And they decided to open their own little trattoria, only open Tuesday through Friday. Wow. Uh, for lunch only, and they what? make their own sandwiches. What? Um, William. If you... If you want we're ordering this for our next episode. I'm telling you, I would love to meet you there and buy your lunch there oh. and play you some music, quite honestly. If you get tortellini, yeah. you watch them cut them up right there in front of you. You wait for them to make it. It's that fresh. It's really the equivalent of the gelato place that you talked about in Italy. Oh. That I thought you were going to say it. And if you order tortellini, I will play Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could, but I'm actually contractually obliged to never play that song again. <laughs> well, this is the best um, offer we've really had all day. Check it out. Yes, yes. Thank, Thank you. you. And I'll see you okay, if you I don't guys. see you Have there. I'll weekend. see you at the farmers market. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Uh, listen. The, you, you people in the audience, you've been so sweet to us. I can't thank you enough for your continued support. David and I love doing this little podcast. We get to meet the greatest people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it, it saves on the budget. Phil doesn't have to provide an actual lunch. <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a ginger ale here is what I got, basically. Uh, I did go to a great restaurant while we're waiting for the next call. Yeah. That I wondered. I was going to ask you if you'd been there, but I hate to bother you always with those questions. I went That's to the broad, the museum, and with my broad, yeah. and the broad who introduced me to my broad, <laughs> and we saw the Keith Haring exhibit, which is unbelievably oh, great. great. Uh, there's a Basquiat exhibit down there yeah. too, but 
my wife and her our, our friend took us to dinner right next to the broader restaurant called Odium. I Have know you it well. Been there, I loved well, that, it. That chef is one of the most. Uh, Tim Hollingsworth is one of the most talented chefs. He worked at the French Laundry. He's like major. Oh, it's, it, it's a great restaurant, and they had the bread. I I looked like I knew something because I know Phil on the menu. There's bread, and you order either from one place or. Bub, bub, bub and, and grandmas. Bub and grandmas. And I said, I feel yes. we should order the bub and grandmas, which was the biggest hit of. Oh. It was just a great restaurant. OTM is unbelievable. Our next call. Of, what, we do you? have another call. Hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Matt. I'm from Westchester, New York. Ah, I grew up in Rockland, which is the poor man's Westchester. I, I, I know. And I, I, I'm like. Spelling, shall we say, that I'm on the phone with you guys right oh. now. I can't, I can't get over it. Um, nice so I to want meet to say you. two things. First of all, was that Kvelling? 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 That was really nice. Our first Kvelling. Yeah. Yes. No, no. So I'm going to say two things. First of all, David, thanks to Phil, I now really like, I, I, I did not, I feel a bit terrible. I didn't know, know about you, but you're hysterical and I love the two of you and I love the interaction you have. Phil, your empathy is something that I am um, mesmerized by and which I've been like trying to instill with my kids. Um, so I really appreciate all of that. Oh, aren't you sweet? Um, Thank you. you no, no, I try. Well, I try. So I, I literally try to be as sweet as you. My wife literally just bought me a shirt that has the, the, the I'm shaking that so I can't say it. The, whatever the, the lyrics from the song, the. The chicken, beef, whatever it is. Pasta, pork, chicken, uh, and lamb? Yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's <laughs> that at was the, my father's day gift. It's at philrosenthalworld.com. You can get yours, people. They have aprons. They have shirts. <laughs> I think I should have pants. If I can give a plug, I'm very happy. <laughs> You're very nice. You're very nice. Um, I, I, so I, 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 yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I want you to talk more than me. No, no, you're terrific. You're doing great, especially for someone from Westchester. I know, right, trust me, it's tough. I, I grew up here and then we moved back here. I promised myself we'd never come back. We ended up back here. Um, I love it. But, it's a gorgeous part um, of the world and you're so close to New York City. I mean, it's it's really beautiful. There. Can, can I tell you that it's very interesting and I, the caller's name is, is it Michael? What's Matt. Your, Matt. Matt. Matt, what, you bring up something which interests me and I'm interested in your opinion of this. Like someone recently asked me, is Phil really that nice? Like I and it's like I've never had to answer that question because everyone I know until doing the podcast actually knows you. And the truth is, he really is. Like the reason this podcast exists, as you said, you didn't know me. Even my own wife wasn't really familiar with who I was <laughs> until the podcast. Uh, and, oh no, actually, this is something I did want to say, Phil. Another thank you, and let's we're all let's all just thank Phil. Let's say this is an early Thanksgiving. Uh, holiday uh <laughs> phil do you know that because of it's our podcast Passover, otherwise it's thanksgiving but yes exactly for our podcast the impact the positive impact whatever money whatever awards we could win the greatest is after 28 years i learned my uh wife's birthday and this year was the first year i knew it all year, basically, her birthday. It's a big achievement for I me. I can't believe you're admitting this, but but um, I am proud of you for getting that date. Yes, our wives episode exposed yes. a huge character flaw. Yes. Well, thank you. All right, wait. So can I can I give you a stick that like it's it's a, very true and, and it's amazing you just said this. My wife is born on December twentieth, and there was a point. There was a moment when we were dating. We were not yet engaged, and um, 
someone with us said, um, you know, of course, you know, your wife's birthday. And all, I, ha- I don't remember my mother's birthday. I, don't, I barely wow. remember my own birthday. Wow. And I said, yeah, you're born December 20. And because I didn't remember what within the 20s it was, yeah. I just said 20. And she goes, exactly. You got it right. Oh, <laughs> and only because. That's called wishful because thinking. I was not sure it was <laughs> yeah. 20, 21, 22, 23. I yes. was not sure what the date was. Listen, I'm to you now saved, I'm gonna get saved by the bell in a way. That's exactly. knowing when to stop talking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jewish man. That's what I've learned. I've learned well. I, I, I figured it all out. Um, but you guys are like amazing. I, I, I can't uh, tell you. How, this is like an extraordinary uh, thing to, to be able to actually be on the phone with you guys. Oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for listening. Please, so, tell, so, please tell your friends to... Uh, can I, get, well, can I, ask, I ask one question, though? I, wanna, I, I actually have one interesting thing, and, and well, it's two questions, because I'm Jewish, so I'm going to spend more time. Um, I just saw Leopold Scott, although I think it's over now, so I'm not sure you can see it. I, I saw it. Very good. That's you guys very, saw. very good. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. On Broadway. Um, and the, the next question I have is, what is your favorite thing to watch? Well, yeah, what is your favorite thing to watch? on whatever the hell the thing is that you watch it on. I stayed up last night watching uh, the first two episodes of Hijack, I think it's called, with Idris Alba on. Uh, and I love Idris Alba. Oh. And I love... It's, I, unfortunately, I'm going on a long flight soon, and I realized maybe, maybe don't not. Maybe that. don't watch right. the Hijack <laughs> movie. But it, was, it, it did keep me up late, and then I yeah, couldn't sleep, but I, I still enjoyed it. But... Uh, Thank you so much for calling, and we, we we hope you'll keep calling and keep listening. And I think we should uh, we have we have some other callers we have to get to. But thank you so much. We'd like to spend I, all day you with so you. Thank you so much for taking the call. Thank you. David, David, pay attention. At all times, we're driven by the search for better, right? But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't the search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates and fast. Ditch the busy work, people. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed is such a positive word. I love saying it. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Naked Lunch will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Just go to Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You You need need Indeed!
Hey, Joe, with uh, Houston, Texas. Hey, Joe, how are you? How's Houston today? Oh, it's hot. Listen, Houston, that's why <laughs> you go to Houston, I guess, to get hot and sweaty. Uh, well, you're in the right place if you do that. There's a, I heard that uh, there's such a great Vietnamese population in Houston because the weather is a lot like Vietnam. Well, you get some great Vietnamese food while yep. you're here, as you as you know. Yep, I've had it. Amazing. Yep. So, what can we do for you today, Joe? I'm here with uh, David hey, Wild. I just, saw, huh, I just saw on the Instagram pop up, and I wanted to ask you guys are both such big music fans. Um, I, I love Springsteen. I love Elton John, but I wanted to ask. David and Phil, your guys' opinion about Billy Joel. And this guy's got so much talent and hasn't put out new music in over 20 years. And um, do you think this is ever going to happen? A new album? What your thoughts are meeting and interviewing him? Anything like that. David, what do you think? Yeah, well, one of the most amazing... I grew up in New Jersey exactly at the time when, when I went to like high school parties... You would have fights with kids from it would be the Long Island kids who yeah. were the Billy Joel kids, right? And then there was New Jersey kids who were the Springsteen, and you'd argue yeah. as if you could only have one. It's like That's Quist crazy. versus Quake, or you know, <laughs> it was that sort of pitched battle. Uh, and I loved both, and still Me do. Me too. Uh, I actually spent a tremendous amount of time with Billy Joel for a cover story around the t- time he had "We Didn't Start the Fire," and. It was wild, and I'll tell you just one food-related yeah. story. There was a um, yes. there was a restaurant in Long Island where near the Armory where he was rehearsing. But Billy was super nice to me, uh, and we uh, went to a restaurant called Della Fima, I think, or whatever the famous advertising guy who was also uh-huh. a restaurateur. And we went to this very expensive restaurant. He ordered a lot of wine, which I was not drinking. Yeah, but it was like I think he ordered like a two thousand dollar bottle of wine, what? whatever. And then the bill wow. came, and I'm like, "Am I going to expense this to Jan Wenner? Is he going to pay for this? Because I've had a few experiences. Like in another episode, you might hear the story where I found out Rolling Stone wouldn't reimburse me for buying a dog for a sexy actress, uh, and I, I didn't think they were going to reimburse me for a two thousand dollar bottle of wine. And thank God, Billy said, "You know what? I know Jan. He ain't picking this up, oh. and he picked up the check. Thank." God, uh, I it's will. A good thing he was Billy Joel. <laughs> I will tell this story, and we can decide if you want to cut it out. But at the end of this very long night, Billy had perhaps been overserved, and we were at my hotel, a Holiday Inn somewhere on the island. Yeah, and uh, he really, I didn't feel should drive home. Right. This was before Uber. Yeah. And uh, I went to the front desk at the end at like three in the morning, two in the morning and said, can I get Mr. Joel a room for the night? And they said, we are sold out. So if he's going to stay over, he's going to stay in your bed in your one bedroom. And I went, I guess Billy Joel knows how to drive home from here. And I let him go and he got home safely. But that was a night where you weren't going to sleep with Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. I would sleep with Bruce Springsteen, but I love Billy Joel. That's hilarious. To answer your question about he... He has. He said, "I'm retired from making my own music." Now, since then, he uh, made a classical record, and he actually wrote a sort of anti-war song for an artist. But he sort of—I think he wants to. But I think, having made his big stand, 
And he, he, you know, it's very smart because unlike some artists who, when they go on tour, like, please don't play the new stuff. Billy has had this amazing, huge success, including obviously at Madison Square Garden, just playing the old stuff, which is so great. Uh, I love Billy Joel. You do you love Billy Joel? Nah. No, I absolutely. I mean, he's he is no, he is really one of the top. No, he had quite a run of hits. Yes, and and he was he was really one of my favorites too, and uh, just a super talent. Have you met him? Nope. Okay, he'd be a good guest. You know him. He'd be a great guest. You oh, you yeah. can say. Remember, we almost slept together. <laughs> he, not to sleep with. By me. the way, he you're you're both show. not dead yet, David. <laughs> exactly. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, you know, he is. Yes, I, I. There's too many. Uh, I, I do. We love him just the way he is. T. Ah, very well done. See what he did there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Thanks for calling. Best. Thank you. Uh, this is Adam from Washington, D.C. Oh, I love D.C. Come on, Adam. It's a great place. Hey, Phil. Hey, David. How are you? Great. We're so happy you called, uh, especially from, I believe it's still our nation's capital, isn't it, Phil? Uh, for now. Yeah, exactly. Currently. <laughs> for the time being. Um well, this is a thrill talking to you guys. Um, I love what you've done with the podcast. I save my uh, my naked lunch episodes for my uh, commute uh, in the awful DC traffic, as it gives me a something positive. Oh, well, that's uh, to nice to, to keep my mind in a good place. And now you'll be able to listen to you on your drive. <laughs> oh wow, that's a real thrill. <laughs> what and can we do for you today? You. Well, Phil, I have to say. To extend a special thanks to you, because one year ago, thanks to you, my wife and I and a couple friends were in Portugal. Oh, the greatest. uh, Inspired by your Lisbon episode. The best. And we got to visit a lot of the places that you went to, and it was just an incredible trip. And I'm honestly not sure we would have went if not for the show. So thank you for for providing the inspiration for that. Can I I say something about this? I'm going there in two weeks. Now, the problem for me is... We booked Porto and Lisbon because we're going to a wedding. Yeah. Not, my wife said, we have to go to this wedding of right. our childhood friends, uh-huh. you know, of the family. Uh, and I said, I'll do it if we can go through Paris. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it feels like, I, as, as of this broadcast, Paris seems to be on fire. Paris like, is burning. Paris <laughs> is burning. So uh, I hope I'm going to be, for the first time ever, in Lisbon and Porto and follow Phil's oh, you, plan soon. Forget my plan. You, you, you can't not have a great time. It's going to be great. But thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll, it'll be incredible. And the food and the wine there is just amazing and shockingly affordable. Like you can have a fantastic meal yep. with alcohol for like 30 euro. It's, it's insane. Uh, I want you to go to Ramiro when you go. We yeah. had it in the show. Yep. Uh, but it's really fun. In fact, there's... Usually a, a short line outside. Sometimes it's longer. I would guess in the summer it's going to be a little longer. But they have, uh, at least they did, kegs of beer outside for people waiting. I'm going to drop both of your names to try to get <laughs> cut the line slightly. Get it. But that like incredible seafood. That's the place where you have every greatest hit of the sea, and then dessert is a steak sandwich. Ooh, it's awesome. <laughs> Did you have that when one you of the went? best steak sandwich? Oh my god, that was my favorite meal. So that yes, was the place too. that I was like, we have to go here. Yes. And you know what? They yes. will actually allow you to make a reservation now. 
There you go, David. Do it today. Yeah. Can, you have to put down a deposit, but but you it. can make a reservation there now. I'm yeah. going to see if my wife... Must, my wife has already go. made some reservations. She no, has no. not consulted me. Well, she... I'm telling you. You might have to lose her and <laughs> go to Ramiro if she hasn't made the reservation. Can I ask about a question about D.C.? I love D.C., and I went back uh, to actually just help LL Cool J a little bit with the Christmas tree lighting for the Bidens. What at, is your life? Uh, this past year. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know any restaurants to go to in DC. Will you tell me your favorite? Uh, you, you obviously like interesting ethnic food. And I remember getting, I think great Indian and great Vietnamese in DC once or twice. Do you have a, yeah. can you tell us a favorite DC restaurant? Oh, wow. I didn't expect you guys to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> my my absolute favorite back in the day is a place that no longer exists and maybe filled those that was called uh, Citronelle that was by this. Oh yes, uh, chef, of course. That's a legend. Uh, Michelle Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Just great. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with anything from Jose Andres. And right. I know you guys have um, a bazaar out in LA, but like his original flagship Haleo That's is right. in DC and, and he has Zatina and Oyamel. And also, I mean, you guys, I know Phil has met him and he's, as our people say, a real mensch. So, a saint, um, I would, sort of. I would say, yeah, any Jose Andres restaurant, because he has several here that are not in other places. So, Satinia and, and Oyamel, those those would probably be towards the top of my list. Can't go wrong. Well, thank you so much for calling. This is really, really great. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate your, your, your listening, especially on a commute. Like, I do think we try to keep it. If you're, Is your commute, can you tell us how long it is? We'll try to keep our episodes exactly that length. My my commute is I I live 18 miles south of the city and it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get to work. That's what okay. We have a couple good hour 15 episodes just coming up for you. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Take care, my friend. My name is Carol. I'm calling from Ohio. Hi, Carol. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I'm talking to you. Oh, hi, Carol. I am like, I am in shock. <laughs> I, You know, I, I just happenstance happened to see it on Facebook that you were having a podcast. Yes. And it said you were starting at 11 o'clock. That's so right. It was like 2 o'clock my time. That's it. And so I'm trying to put the phone number in, and I'm like, I, I can't remember the code because it was so long. I, I know. Don't you hate and, that? The the codes. So Why do they make them so long? I know. So I, I had to. Yeah, I had you. to write it down. Yeah. To put it in, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm caller number three. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh my gosh, I love somebody feed Phil. Oh, thank you. I mean, I just love it, and I didn't real even. I mean, we always watched Everybody Loves Raymond, but I didn't realize. You know, you were the writer and the oh. producer for that. Either did the cast. And, they had um, no idea. <laughs> well, I didn't know until I started watching Somebody Feed Phil. And I just love, love. Are you still going to make some more of those? I, I, uh, there will be a season seven, I can tell you. Oh, how wonderful. Yes. I'm talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> are, you are you telling the dog that? I hear the dog I'm in the I'm telling, background. well, my dogs are barking at the neighbor. Oh. No, I'm telling my husband, um. He's on our local. He's a volunteer in our local fire department. Oh, great! Just got back from a, from a squad call, and so I told him what I was doing, and I said, "I don't know how long I'm going to hang on." I'm so glad I waited. I, I think he was doing something important too. Yes, he tell him he's a hero. Yeah. So what is your? Oh, thank you. Um, he says you're a hero. <laughs> and the wife <laughs> laughs. 
Yeah. No man is yeah. a hero That's right. to his wife. That's right. <laughs> no, he's a good guy, for sure. Nice. So what is your podcast about today? You. It's an all-Carol episode. <laughs> it, call- this is our, once in a while, we do this call-in show where we want to talk in. to you people. And it's very, oh very gratifying God. and very nice and very sweet. I just, I mean, I tell you, every time, the show is such a feel-good show. And that's why I like to watch it Thank because you. you can make friends everywhere you go. And of course you have a camera crew with you. So who's not going to want to be your friend, but that you'd I be surprised like, actually, you know, sometimes really? the cameras are an impediment because people kind of get a little nervous around the camera because of really? what they're wearing or maybe who they're with sometimes. Yes, sometimes. Have you ever had that sense of that's like, funny. Oh, maybe I don't want to be on camera. Well, by the way, those, those people, you don't even get within, 10 feet of them when they turn away and run. Right. You know, if they're not where they're supposed oh, wow. to be. Yeah, that happens. I thought maybe it was like planned ahead. Do you plan some of those ahead? We plan and where we're is- going, right? Uh, many, uh, uh, many times. But then we leave room in the schedule for a little serendipity, which I suggest to everyone who's planning any kind of vacation. That's not the dessert spot serendipity in New York. I remember right? that. Uh, but they... You, you obviously you're planning like you, David. You're planning a trip to Portugal. My wife is planning a trip yeah, to yeah, Portugal, okay. and I'm going. But you have, you don't, you don't want to overplan. You want there to be right. room in the day or the evening for, hey, that place looks great, or somebody just turned us on to this place because they live here and they know. And oh, so yeah, we, even on the TV show, we leave room for that to happen. And you, you, you've probably seen that a few times. But as far as yeah. what we're going to say to the people, absolutely no idea. Or what they're going to say to me. Yeah. No can, idea. Can I ask both Carol and well, Philip? For, not, for um, not knowing, it's, you do, I mean, it's wonderful. Oh, thanks. You know, it seems, it seems scripted. <laughs> that I sounds mean, funny. Not, not for not knowing way, anything, not you see, you come off okay. Right. You're a useful idiot, I yes, think is what is Carol is saying. No, right. Carol, I have a question for both of you and Phil. When you travel, like I always have a re- reoccurring thing where I love to go to concerts because I love music. Yes. Anywhere I go, yes. I love to go to movies. Yes. Anywhere I go yes. and experience what it's like just to be in that different. audience. Yeah. But my wife is always like, I'm never going to a movie. On this trip, we're going to be in Paris. And I looked up who's performing in Paris like while we're there. Trevor Noah, who I work oh. with on the Grammys, is there. So I'm like, I go to buy a ticket. Yes. Two tickets because yeah. I like my wife that much. And it goes sold out. And I'm oh. like, oh no. And then I realized. You know, him. I have his email. That's right. So I said, "Do you know anyone, dear Trevor? <laughs> do you know anyone who can help me get two house tickets?" He goes, "Yeah, I know me. <laughs> you idiot. You're, t- you're, you're taken care of." Because I'm, I am shy that way. But That's do you really ever nice. like to go to movies? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to be traveling soon, and I don't want to miss uh, Mission Possible because oh, I boy. think that's the movie going to be the movie of the summer. And more so, than Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah. Wow. For me. Yes. My son is, I have one son who's. Who's Oppenheimer crazy? Yes. He's an Oppenheimer groupie? Exactly. Uh, But I, I, uh, you know, I think the the Mission Impossible movies are just phenomenal, mainly because of Tom Cruise, you know, doing his own stunts and being the greatest action hero ever. So I can't wait to see that. And I will go and I'll, uh, I won't see it dubbed, but who cares if they have subtitles? In another language, not, I understand what he's saying. It's not really about the dialogue, right? It's about him running, is what it's about. But I can't wait to. I don't see know that. that I would go see a movie on yeah. vacation. Yeah. 
unless the weather was bad or something. That's right. Like, you know what I mean? It's great to talk to you. I think we have to get to our one more caller before we stop this episode. But thank you so well, much for I was calling. wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank for you, Carol. Hug your husband. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. One more. Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm calling from Lexington, Kentucky. Hi. I have not been to Lexington. Have you, David? I have never been to Lexington, Kentucky, and I would love to go to Lexington. There's a Kentucky. music scene there. Who? Somebody famous is from there. Well, I think the Everly Brothers, I think, didn't one of them have a resort down there? They, uh, uh, Kentucky is a great musical state. has a great history. Yeah. Are you in the yeah, music business? The music. <laughs> I am not. I'm actually an EL teacher. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I really love it. Um, I was calling in to tell you all thank you so much for all of your um, support for the writers um, on their strike. Um, as a teacher a few years ago in Kentucky, um, all of our teachers went on strike. Mm. And it's just so nice to see um, people who have the means and the power to really make a difference and support people um, who Listen, just no, really need nobody right wants <laughs> Nobody wants to be on strike no matter what your field is. And I've been saying this right. th this particular strike of the studios versus the writers is really just an example of corporate America versus the worker, Absolutely. which which happens in every field. But uh, it is a lesson in sticking together and getting things done. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think, think think you all are awesome, and Thank I just you. really admire you all for supporting um, all the writers and supporting all the people that you do, especially in the teaching EL students. Um, those are students who are particularly marginalized, and yes. watching somebody see Phil, you all really feature um, some amazing people who are definitely underrepresented out there. So a big thank you to you all as well on the we, show. We are a nation of immigrants, and don't let anybody tell you any different. But that is what makes America great, is is everyone who's come from everywhere to live this ideal that is uh, our democracy. That's my big political statement for the day. I love it. <laughs> well, you also definitely come to Kentucky sometime. Absolutely. We'll be glad to show you all the great places to eat. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. Thank you awesome. very much. Thank you all so much. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Well, David, this has been very uh, lovely to meet the people. We're going to do this every couple of months, I think, because we love it. We love talking to you, and you can always always write to us. Uh, I'm phil.rosenthal on uh, Instagram if you want to DM me. And David is wild about music, right? Absolutely. And uh, we're here for you. Uh, thanks for listening to Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch is a podcast by Phil Rosenthal and David Wild. Theme song and music by Brad Paisley. Produced by Will Sterling, executive produced by Phil Rosenthal, David Wild, and our consulting journalist is Pamela Challen. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. But if you can't take my word for it, take Phil's. And don't forget to leave a good rating and review. We like five stars, you know. Thanks for listening to Naked Lunch, a Lucky Bastards production.